Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming up, we talk the latest wave of cuts for your New Jersey Devils, which young players will have to continue developing down at the AHL, and also, are there veterans that we're overlooking on that fourth line? We dive in on the new combinations coming up next. Yes, sir. It is DPL, the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where you know we are your host over here, Adam Armbrecht, breaking down the Brooklyn Nets and the Locked On Nets podcast and your New York football giants, for better or worse, on the One Giant Podcast with Andy Mack. Joined, as always, by the 20-plus year season ticket holder, the pulse of the Devil's fan base, Mr. Danny McDonough. How are we, sir? I'm feeling good, man. I'm fe- Sorry about your giants, man. It's, it's a sore subject, I'm sure, but, uh, you know, it's... That's pretty brutal. That's pretty brutal. I'm unfamiliar with the uh, events in question. Nevertheless, we press forward with more exciting news around the Devils. Obviously, uh, we had the last preseason game. I'm sure everybody saw it over on YouTube. Danny came in, took care of that, gave you some of the key takeaways and bullet points. And now we're moving into the next phase, which is obviously the wave of cuts. We got some young guys going down. Some, I think, specific reasons why certain players were sent down as opposed to being waived. And then we'll get into to the veterans here because... Maybe we've been overlooking, as you can expect, when there's a lot of excitement around the young guys, you forget about maybe the additions, right? The, the, the tyrannies of the world. There's a lot of guys that we need to discuss here and whether or not we think they'll make it as the Devils are down to about 32 players. Still got to get there to 23, Danny. But when we take a look at Amanda Stein, as she had reported, the following players were assigned down to Utica. That was going to be Graham Clark. It was also going to be... Uh, Chris Solo. We also had waivers for today on uh, Stillman and Danny Mazul. And you mentioned you actually were talking about Mazul over on uh, Twitter as far as where his game was and what you saw in some of those preseason matchups. Yeah, listen, Mazul played he pretty, pretty well. You know, he was consistent. We didn't call his name a lot. He was responsible defensively, which is what you look for. And especially in that last game against the Islanders, you know, it's defense was hard to come by. But, you know, he played really well with Colin uh, Miller at the end of that game. I'm not sure if you caught it, Adam, because, uh, you know, that 15, 20 seconds with Miller basically holding the puck behind the net and Masul just being like super aggressive in front of the net to clear the net in front of Akira. Those are the little things you want. So, you know, we saw a lot of things from him that he's going to be a very good player in the future. Obviously yeah. he's not ready yet. And there is a lot ahead of him when it comes to prospects. And, and obviously we're going to talk about that too. Nemich, you know, that he's, 
basically paired with Luke Hughes. You know, what we saw today from Amanda Stein when she posted up, you know, those veteran uh, rosters, so to speak, you know, a look maybe into the home opener. So were you surprised when you saw Nemec and uh, Luke Hughes paired there in that third pairing? Well, we're going to talk about that because it's a pretty exciting moment for yours, truly. But just before we do, one of the other guys that we mentioned, Graham Clark, getting assigned to the AHL. But Amanda Stein followed up with uh, this direct quote from her. Graham Clark, who has been trying to make a push for a roster spot, is one of the five assigned to Unica today. But camp isn't just about opening night. It's also about leaving an impression for the, quote, next man up. So just when we talk about Graham Clark here briefly, he had a nice preseason for himself, had a nice camp. I don't think that him getting sent down is reflective of anything other than just the numbers crunch for the roster. He did put his best foot forward and, and can be looked at as a guy that could see some time at the NHL level throughout this season. Graham Clark was, we had a lot of hype, right? Coming into the preseason, coming into or nothing the nothing if not in. filled with hype. Oh, it, it was hype. And, and when we saw him actually play the preseason games, he looked a little underwhelming and a little lost at certain points, especially in the neutral zone and more importantly in the defensive zone. And I think it was really exposed the last night um, against the Islanders, you know, in that preseason game where you saw him miss some blatant defensive assignments, you know, leading to actually a goal, um, leading to a couple odd man rushes through the neutral zone for the Islanders. And it's a learning process. You know, these kids are so young and there's so much time for them to develop. And it's good for his game to go down to Utica and, and to know that he can be that next man up. You know, I think that he can't have his confidence shaken. I hope it's not shaken because... Right. I, I still think that he what's that? There's a Bond, James Bond reference. I don't think he quite got oh, yeah, it. But, yeah. but I, I still think that he's going to make this team, you know, at some point, you know, over the next year or two. Yeah. He, he has a lot he has a lot of talent. You know, you you've seen the waves of talent from him. You know, he he shot the puck a lot in a few preseason games, you know, that split squad game too. He shot the puck a lot up in Montreal and he had a pretty good game. So, you know, there's a lot of positives to take away. And again, it goes back to just really honing in on your game, you know, know where you have to improve your game, working with the coaching staff, not just at the NHL level, but obviously now at the Utica level, the AHL, AHL level to, to really figure out the things that you need to do to get to the next level. Before we get into that practice and what could arguably be the roster as constructed going into the regular season, Akira Schmidt against the Islanders. What were your takeaways there? I mean, it's a six, five game. It just, it surprised everybody. The amount of goals, obviously Jesper Brad, as you discussed with the hat trick and that top line looking phenomenal. what did you see from Akira Schmidt though? Cause you watched that thing wire to wire uh, while I was pulling double duty with some nets coverage. Did, anything that you took away from Akira, just having a bit of a bit of a rough go in a preseason game when you have some guys that are not going to be on this starting day roster. When you give up five goals on a very limited amount of shots, obviously on paper. You're not going to say it was good. No, it it looks bad. But I I spoke about this last night and I was speaking about it, you know, all day really on social media. You can't do much if you're Akira on some of those plays. The defense was so bad. And a lot of it obviously starts with our defensive core, you know, that played last night. But most of it was on the back checking. You know, when I watched the game again back, some highlights today, it's like you see the back checking from some of the forwards and they did not pick up assignments at all. And you had literally, you had Islanders, Barzell in front of the net. Um, you had Lee in front of the net constantly with no pressure on them at all. You know, and when they go tape to tape with passes, you know, and they're in the blue right there in front of Akira, they're going to bury the puck. You know, any NHL team yeah. is going to bury the puck like that. So, you know, it, Maybe he could have had one of them, you know, maybe the one that went off his glove he could have had. Um, but four of those five goals, 
I don't take anything away from Akira for this, you know, and this is when you just put behind and, and you and I know Akira, the way he is, he's going to be like, listen, I got to be better. And any goaltender is going to say that, but I don't take anything away from his stock as one A and one B with VTech. You better believe it. Coming up here in a second, we'll turn our attention to those lines as we were talking about. Yeah, Nemich paired with Luke Hughes opening day roster. Let's get into it here coming up in just one second. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at DraftKings, guys, because you know that the NFL season is back and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping you in on all the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets that throw down just $5 on any game each and every week, and you're going to walk away an instant winner, even if some of your bets were actually losers. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day, every single month, every single Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Day. Saturdays when we get to that point, go over and check out DraftKings Sportsbook where they have all the great action there. Football, frankly, it's just more fun when you're out on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. He got there. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Thank God. The crown <laughs> is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpgt.org. Please gamble responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hills Casino and Resort, licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, Canada, our friends to the north. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance and eligibility and deposit restrictions. Why? They do apply. Man, so you, know you, you do our sponsors great, man. You know, it's the one thing that uh, I always tell you, just like so perfect with it. You know, I'm sitting there yesterday, you know, in the post game. It's, you know, different for me, obviously, because you take care of the post games. You do it a lot across different podcasts. And, I'm, you know, I was talking to you before, and I'm like, you know what? The DraftKings one, you know, to read the DraftKings. I just want to make sure it's perfect, Adam, like you do it. Yeah. So, bravo, man. Well, you keep working on that. Anyway, <laughs> the bottom line is if he can just get the promo code out, everything's going to be all right. Let's turn our attention. This is the good stuff here. So Amanda Steins also uh, tweets out earlier today. We're recording this on Tuesday night. So the third, uh, the lineup for practice. And then we can we can squint our eyes and see this potentially being the opening night roster and setup when it comes to the offensive and defensive pairings. Nothing to talk about here with Defoley, Hughes, and Brad on the top line. Meyer, Heischer, and Holtz remaining on that second second line. We've obviously discussed Holtz at length here. Pilat, Holland, and Mercer on line three. Then we get into the uh, Nosik, McLeod, Lazar. You can pause me and correct me on the pronunciation if you'd like, Danny. No, it's he's no all joke. good. They don't call. They don't call him the best uh, color man in the, in the game for nothing, my friends. Then Thanks. you have Tierney and Bastion as the healthy scratches in theory here mm -hmm. to go along with Siegenthaler and Hamilton, Ball and Marino on the second pairing defensively. Oh my goodness, the third pairing is going to be Hughes and Nemich along with Smith and Miller, and then you got Vitek, you got Schmid and Colgren who was put on waivers with the expectation he'll make it through, obviously to Utica. Yeah, you mentioned it there before, Danny. Hughes and Nemich together forever. Um, where where do we stand here, man? You can you can you can leave with your reaction to it. This is Hughes now on the third defensive pairing, which maybe um, that feels a little bit different on paper to start. I think the fact that Nemich is there, I think it's a testament to the fact that Miller and Smith haven't played overwhelmingly impressive. 
you know, to the coaching staff. Um, yeah. You know, Lindy Ruff said it himself. Luke Hughes and Nemich did not play really well at all, you know, against the Islanders in the preseason game. We expect, obviously, more of those mistakes, you know, when it comes to the younger players, and we want them to learn from those mistakes. It's going to happen. We just know it's going to happen. I think the fact that Miller and Brendan Smith early in games, it seems, in the last few preseason games have made some pretty blatant errors, too, and just been slow on the puck, and you don't want to be slow, especially with this Devils team, how quick we are. So now I'm like, you know what? Maybe Nemich does have a shot to make this team. I'm still – I'm sticking with what I originally said. I think he's going to play in Utica for the year. Nemich and I think Miller's going to get the spot and maybe it'll be Brendan Smith you know but I think one of the veteran guys is going to get the spot to play with Luke Hughes and and maybe he's paired with someone else but I I still don't see Nemich um I don't don't see him being on the 23 man roster I I think that it's really important to get him down to Utica and to play another full season there to get more development because he doesn't have the the flashiness that Luke Hughes has right now he's going to be a phenomenal two-way player don't get me wrong but Luke Hughes can make up for some of those defensive blunders with what you always talk about, being able to stick handle on the blue line, being able to be a quarter quarterback of that power play, you know, the second unit, maybe even the first unit. Um, it, it, there's there's a lot more upside with his offensive ability that can make up for some of those turnovers on the defensive side. Whereas Nemich, I still think, needs to hone in on the entirety of his game as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting, man. Uh, I mean, at least from this standpoint, we look on paper and you say that that last pairing is going to be Hughes and Nemich. Like that maybe is what would jump out here. To your point, we've talked about a lot when we discuss them pairing young players with veteran experience guys. I guess in theory, like if I took this at face value and it's just the practice, it's the practice lineup. This isn't set in stone or anything, but I don't hate the idea just to kind of touch on what you said there about. Well, has Miller or Smith really blown anybody away? And they're the veterans. So, and this is what we always talk about, always bring up is, well, the young guys have an untapped upside, right? You, They could take this thing to a different level. It doesn't mean that you don't want the consistency there. I'm very curious, as you are as well with Smith and, and what's going to happen here, because it's been a mixed bag. But maybe you look at it, if you're Lindy Ruff, and you say, yeah, I've got Siegenthaler and Hamilton, and I've got Ball and Marino. I've got high level consistency on my top two defensive pairings. Maybe my third pairing, I take a little bit of like a a risk reward here to start potentially knowing that if anything goes wrong, I have Smith, I have Miller. Now the reality to me is I find it hard to think that he's, he's going to shun both of those veterans here and then go and go with Nemich that that's where I think it gets a little bit tricky because as it stands, you read this roster, leaving out Calgren, you're at 24 right now. You have to get one other guy off of this sheet would have to go down and that, that's where I have a little bit of pause, but, but I'm fine with, as I, you've heard me say this before, I'm fine with Miller being the healthy scratch. If you want to start with Nemich and, and see how it goes, because maybe that pairing, which you talked about the other day, being the future pairing on the defensive line there between these two players. I don't know. Why not get a sample size now, dude? Like I, I you know, I love it. You know, I love yeah. going young yeah. and giving it a shot. No, I, I get it. And, and I see obviously the point of it and I would not be like, crazy surprise if that's what happened but just knowing lindy ruff how he kind of favors some of the veterans you gotta remember too miller is very new to this defensive system it's a very new type of team you know young right right oh it's it's super different compared to where he's playing and what he's done so i think he is a learning curve too you know he's a veteran guy that's been around the league and and he knows how to play hockey well he's a defensive guy defensive defenseman that can really in my opinion be able to pick up a young kid you know to be able to pick up luke hughes um for Nemich for me it's what we've talked about all the time I don't ever want him to be a healthy scratch really on this team on the NHL team I want him to play consistently day in day out 
Okay, let, let's touch on that as the closeout before we look on the offensive side and that and that final line pairing. If I told you that he's not consistently starting at the NHL, but he's playing every third game, would, would that be enough for you then to say, all right, that that there's enough there to stay up at the NHL level as opposed to saying, yeah, maybe every fifth game he's going to get there. You're 20 games in the season and he's only seen 40 to 50 minutes of total ice time. That I think is where you you would draw the line. But if I can tell you that he's going to be getting 12 minute, you know, 12 minutes of ice time every second or third, you know, third, fourth game, would you be all right with that if you see the growth of him? Yeah. So you're, no. yeah, you got a real problem on your hands. Yeah. No, because, but, but think about it like this, right? It, it's, I, I'd rather him play consistently in every game that he can play with the Devils if he's going to start. I want him to play and to learn through it. If not, I want him to be in Utica because I want Here's him to get caveat. Yeah, yeah, here's my cap. And I agree with you. Like, I understand your point because we talked about this with Holtz. We talked about every young player. Graham Clark is the other, you know, good example, right? Hey, little shaky, get down to AHL. You'll be up. It's all right. Take your time. If if Lindy Ruff believes that Nemich is beyond playing at the AHL level right now, but we are just congested at the NHL level, that's where I think it's okay to say you may be a healthy scratch sometimes. That's all right because there's nothing necessarily left for you to prove. And if you're working at the NHL level, even in the practices, if you're working with the other veteran experienced players, that is your learning time. That's when you get, that's when you continue to grow and and go from there. Yeah. If that's the case, then I'd rather him play like three of four games, you know, and then put a Brendan Smith or Colin Miller in for one game you know, mm-hmm. to give him a rest, you know, and then, sure. you know, go off of that a young basis. player early in the season, right? A lot of, right. lot of reps, a lot of, yeah. You know, and again, if you, and if you see, here's the thing, right? If you see, like, say that happens, like say the first eight games, no, the first 10 games, he plays eight games, right? And Brandon Smith or Colin Miller come in, but we see his play and Lindy Ruff and the coaching staff's like, you know what? He wasn't ready. Let's send him back down to Utica. How is that on his confidence? You know, how is that on his mentality as a 19-year-old kid? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. So for me, it's I don't want to even risk that now because to me, he's on the cusp. If he's on the cusp, let's send him to the AHL. If you and I are like, dude, he's absolutely incredible. It'd be a sin not to put him on the NHL squad. Then I'm sitting here with you. I'm like, listen, let's play him. What are we doing? We got to play him. You know, so here I think this is where I think would be the difference for me. Just to use that, you said, you know, over 10 games, he starts eight. If you tell me, that over uh, over the first 10 games, he starts five. Like, I think I think the split would be fine for me. And maybe this is the opportunity, a little bit of Smith, a little bit of Miller. Hey, what makes sense? Maybe there's a collective here of two veterans and a young player. Let's give them a shot. And by the way, I, I think you're right in the sense of, oh my God, somebody hit the button. I just said in the sense of, um, if if you go- Rubbing off on plays, you, man. Rubbing off. If he play, yeah, in, in the worst possible ways. If uh, if he played eight out of the first 10 games, 12 out of the first 15 games, and he looked kind of shaky, you say we're going to send him down. There is a confidence knock there. Whereas if you kind of, I think, compartmentalize it where you go, you're playing about half of the games, you're learning, and we're kind of saying that that's what you're doing. You are learning as you go here. We know you're going to make mistakes, and that's why we're not throwing you out there for 80% of the games. We're saying let's let's have you build into this and still be a contributor. I think, listen, we won't belabor this point. But it does become interesting for the, his development. And certainly, whether he's on the NHL or at, at Utica on the AHL level, we're going to be watching him because he's going to be the first guy that gets called up for an opportunity, depending on how the rest of this roster shakes out. On- All right, so before before yeah, you jump, yeah, before next point. So right now, with two preseason games left, okay? That's right. Your prediction of what the defensive pairings will be? 
and what you want them to be. So what you think and what you want. For me, it's both. Uh, it's exactly the same. For me, it's I want Siegs and Hamilton, Ball and Marino, and I want Luke Hughes with Miller or Smith. You know, whoever's playing better in there. And then the healthy scratch being either Miller or Smith, whoever's not paired on the third pairing. And I, I mm -hmm. want Nemich to play in the AHL because, you know, it, it's like I'm saying, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. It's if we were absolutely certain, like, nah, his game is way too good to send him down. I would say, let's start him right away. But, you know, I'm, I'm still not, I, I don't think his game is where it needs to be. And he's a 19 year old kid. And I think there's still a big learning curve. Yeah incredibly young and, and that's the fair part about it too right not everybody's going to be luke hughes and you can't treat every single player that way just because i or any fan is excited about the youth if it's if it's me i think that they, obviously <laughs> i'm not going to shake up the siegenthaler hamilton line i don't want to break any news here i'm going to keep those guys together but i don't mind the idea we've seen it before you know ball on the third line i think i like maybe having hughes up on that second line pair him with marino and then you get into this push and pull right if it's me I don't I don't need to have Nemich be starting that this is where you and I differ right I think I'd be okay with him being a healthy scratch so if you tell me that it's going to be by the way it could be Hughes on the third line with Miller as you said or with Smith but it could also be Hughes being elevated and then putting ball onto that third line and pairing him with one of the other veterans and allowing maybe an opportunity if Nemich gets some looks he can be paired with ball on the third line and have a real security blanket as opposed to what we're seeing in practice here. I, that, that that gets me excited, but I don't think we're putting Luke Hughes and Nemich out there on the ice together and saying, hey, boys, like, just try to keep an eye on what's happening on the defensive zone, right? So that's where I, I would stand on them. We're going to get, hey, listen, two more preseason games. Maybe we'll get a little more sample size here, but anytime you see these guys listed together, it just, I get excited. Now, <laughs> that being the case, offensively, let's just go through this quickly, not quickly here, but Nocek uh, listed there with McLeod and Lazar. Let's just take a beat on Lazar. I think it's something that, is very easy to overlook. Took him a little bit of time to get going here in camp. He's looked good, though. And I think it's easy to forget that with everything that it took to get him across the border and officially to the New Jersey Devils last year, we never got a chance to see him. And maybe this is finally the reality of what the Devils and what Fitzgerald thought they were going to get in this type of player. Yeah, he's isn't he so quick on the puck, man? He's just like he's flying out there. He's aggressive every shift. I don't know if you saw the highlight probably from uh, two games ago where he dropped his stick and his glove and he went to the bench and he took it from Toffoli and Toffoli's just like, I didn't think you were going to take my glove, dude. But he's that kind of player. When he's on the I'm ice, he's, I'm out here working. I don't yeah, got time to mess around. You give me what I take. Yeah, there is no there is no 90% to Lazar's game. It's 110% every single shift that. that he takes. And I think that's what I like so much about him. He's obviously more talented than Cam Jansen. I know a lot of Devils fans remember Cam Jansen very well. But it's that kind of player where he's just flying on the ice. And obviously he has better stick handling. Um, you know, he has better offensive prowess in the sense of he's going to find the open areas better. But it's I was saying it last night on the post game. It, I thought it was going to be between Lazar and Bastion to start that fourth line in game one. You know, overnight thinking about it, maybe it's maybe it's Bastion and Nocek that are going to be flip-flopped you know and be one of them be the healthy scratch i'm starting to think that after looking at all the preseason games in totality that lazar has been in i think he deserves a spot on that fourth line yeah right now i'd have to agree with it now we know there was some injuries around bastion and then all of a sudden it goes hey he'll be there he's gonna play but but listen in the same way that i talk about i want young guys to get an opportunity veterans deserve to claim their role and not have lindy ruff or anyone say well we need to go with the youth 
you mentioned there with no check. So let's I'll, I'll put it to you the same way first here. When you look at these lines, here we go. Raise it up over the old right shoulder and pat myself on the back. Holtz looks like whatever we think should or could be, it looks like Holtz is going to be on that second line to start the year. I don't see how you get this far into camp and continue to put him there without thinking it's because you want to see the reps. Even if Lindy Ruff is, by the way, grilling that line and saying he's not impressed with what they're doing, that, that's just old school mentality from Ruff, I think. Yeah, Jude, well, how do you see it breaking down then? Top two lines, Palat, Holland, Mercer's in place. Do you see it as? No check, McLeod, Lazar, Tierney is still listed here. But are you going to hold Pat with what we see at that practice session and say Bastion's the healthy scratch on the offensive side, done? I'm still – I, I want to wait for the last two preseason games. Um, no check just played a really bad game against the Islanders. I want to see what he does in the last two preseason games. I go back to how he was last year, you know, when he played with Boston. He was he was great on the fourth line. I still think he's a great veteran player. a deep player. team a year ago for Boston. Not what they yeah. are now, but yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I still think he's a great veteran player. But, you know, th- this could be a situation for me that is game in and game out. Game out. Maybe the fourth line changes a touch. You know, every two or three games you're going to see, you know, Nocek come in or Bastion come in, and it could be interchangeable. Um you know, I, I think we both agree Tierney is not going to make the 23-man roster from what we've seen. Um, I think you and I can both agree on that. Um, so it, it comes down to, you know, will Foot or Thompson be a healthy scratch as well? You know, those guys, you know, they're going to be sent through waivers, obviously, and someone could pick them up. But do you see do you see them being dark horses on being on that fourth line from what you've seen in the preseason game so far? Or are you sticking with, you know, what we saw on paper from Amanda Stein today with the no-check? Lazar McLeod fourth line. Yeah, I think I, I think the Bastion health piece is a part of this, right? He, he's been here, so I look at whether it is him or maybe Nocheck loses that spot. But you just picked up Nocheck, so you're not, you know, and you picked him up. It seems like with an intention to utilize him, whether it's a healthy scratch or otherwise. So I, if I look at the top, the top lines for on the offensive side, I, I like the way it's laid out there on paper. And then I think Bastion is your one healthy scratch on on that side of the puck. Like that's it. Tierney's not going to make it, and I don't think you're going to carry another offensive player, at least not initially. And then if we flip, okay, you can so tell you me think, if you agree. Yeah. So you think there's going to be two defensive healthy scratches, not one. And then you think. I, at least initially, like at least initially, because okay. I think you're going to, you're going to let Smith play himself out of a role. Right. If I think that Nemich can be up on, on this NHL level, then then maybe that's how you start. Right. And as Smith plays himself out, and if Nemich proves himself worthy of being at the NHL level, even if he's going to be more healthily scratched than Danny might prefer, then I know that I have Miller, the veteran there. I have Nemich up on the roster. Maybe Smith goes by the wayside, and then it opens up another opportunity to bring up another offensive-minded player if you need him. But but I think you want to have a little bit more depth on the defensive side of the puck right now coming into the season because you know how offensively talented we are, and then you even have very offensive-minded defensemen on this roster as well. You think Thompson or um, Nolan Foote will be picked up through waivers? But I tell you, out of the two, and I know you, you've you watched him, and we saw him when we went live to the one preseason game. Thompson's interesting, right? Like, he he's shown just enough where I think, I wonder if, if a team around the league is going, well, he may not be enough to quite make it there for the Devils, but we could put him on our NHL roster, right? He could be on one of our lower lines very easily. So he'd be a guy that I would watch. Foot seems a little bit more in between to me about whether or not someone would look at him as being a go out and get him for what, what he's going to ultimately become, where Thompson has, has this kind of upside to him that I think teams might like. 
Yeah, I think that's what you think about too, and that's why I would lean towards the Devils having two offensive guys as healthy scratch. Just to a safeguard. So I mean, listen, you, you keep an eye on it, and, and and I don't know, maybe a dose of reality here. We watched through the preseason, we like the way these guys look in camp, but are, are you going to be? Let's put it this way: Thompson gets picked up, Foot gets picked up. Are, are you know? I'm sure you'll be disappointed to some extent, but are you really going to you know lose sleep over? some prospects that flashed a little bit and had been in the system but ultimately no, we got a lot of guys ahead of them in the in the pecking order excuse me yeah the reason and remember we were talking about i thought bastion was still going to be recovering from his injury and he would start on ir and i really thought that yeah. you could have had tice thompson and nolan foot as healthy scratches you know and and coming into games on the fourth line and being those two healthy scratches on the nhl level if Fashion had started on the IR, but you know we see that he's going to be playing. You know he he looks healthy enough with his so shoulder. How, how come you would take? How come you would take Thompson as a healthy scratch on the offensive line, but you wouldn't take Nemich as a healthy scratch defensively? Um, age and how much he's played so far. You know sure. Thompson's been in the system for a little bit. Nolan Foot's been in the system for a little bit. So you know I, I think that Nemich is going to be a more important player with the Devils in the future. So I really want him to get those reps in the AHL if he's playing every day compared to if he's a healthy scratch in the NHL. Because you can agree. You, you can agree that he's going to be more of a stamp on the Devils organization than Nolan Foote or Tice Thompson, we assume, obviously. Oh, of course. Right, 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 right. So you're willing to – I don't mean it not negatively. Like, you're willing to risk, you know, messing up the development of a Tice Thompson along the way here as opposed to what you're willing to risk with Nemec. That's fair, right? And by the yeah. way, just to that point, this is you, you know, this is actually you speaking more positively about Nemec. I think it's funny when we have these discussions because you're – you find yourself saying, "Put him down in the AHL, let him get those reps," and it it can it can t- sometimes it's like, was he saying like you know he doesn't believe in this kid? No, it's just that no. I'd rather him comfortably develop as opposed to feel some level of pressure that could disrupt his development. And frankly, maybe we saw that with Alexander Holtz last year, right? Maybe this is something that we t- we talked about before. You put a guy in, he gets a bad sample size, and it can kind of throw things off a little bit. Any closing thoughts you want to hit here? No, it's exactly what you said. I, I think that it shows how much i'm a big fan of damage to put him in the ahl and i know it's weird yeah. it's probably you weird like him so much that, you don't want him to play i love it no I, I don't because i don't think he's good enough yet to play every day no, in the NHL. Know. you know what i mean he's it's, a kid he's a kid i like him all right give me your uh fourth line predictions that you think will happen and fourth line predictions that you want and we could t- we'll do this again after the last preseason game but for right now before the last two preseason games who's in and who is going on waivers? Yeah, I think Tierney's out of here, obviously. Um, and if I could, to your point, if it's Foot and it's Thompson, I don't hate the idea. I, I, I loved, by the way, I like what I saw from Thompson in camp. So I don't mind him being maybe a healthy scratch to start the year. Now, what does that impact on the defensive side, as I mentioned before? We'll see. But but I'm perfectly fine with keeping him up there and putting him as a healthy scratch, at least to start, making sure that no check, making sure that Lazar carries over this kind of energy. And then just refine it, right? Refine it once you get to the regular season. And if we follow your train of thought, Nemich isn't going to be up to start the year, then you get that flexibility because you have Smith, you have Miller, and you can make your easy choices on the offensive side. And So I, I follow your logic there. I think it's not a bad idea, especially if you think these guys have a potential early season impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page, I think, with that. So it's it's going to be it's going to be fun to see what goes down the last two preseason games. If, for instance, like the last preseason game against. Um, uh, or even tomorrow, they play the Rangers tomorrow, actually. October That's right. 4th. Yeah. So tomorrow, I'm curious to see what the lineup's actually going to be in, if it's going to be what we saw today on paper from Amanda Stein. 
it's going to be pretty awesome to see that, you know, against the Rangers team, you know, going into that game and and to see again how Luke Hughes and Nemich actually perform and if they stay together as a pairing for the entire game, you know, or yeah. if we see some mixing and matching. But, you know, it's – listen, the, these last two games, maybe we'll go 7-0, and right, in the preseason. We'll just carry that over to the regular season. Still a little more of a sample size to get here with veterans and young players alike. You get over to YouTube. You follow us at Devil's Puck Luck. You get us on social at NJ Devil's PL on Twitter. Everywhere else at Devil's Puck Luck Podcast. At Danny the Faceover on Twitter. At Adam Armbrecht. Until next time, guys, there's no fancy words here. Let's get after it on the ice. Let's refine this roster and get ready for the regular season.